This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. On Nothing and Kindred Subjects by Hilaire Belloc Section 14 On the Approach of an Awful Doom my dear little Anglo-Saxons, Celtiberians, and Teutonico-Latin oddities, the time has come to convey, impart, and make known to you the dreadful conclusions and horrible prognostications that flow, happen, deduce, derive, and are drawn from the truly abominable conditions of the social medium in which you and I and all poor devils are most fatally and surely bound to draw out our miserable existence. Note I say existence and not existences. Why do I say existence and not existences? Why, with a fine, handsome plural ready to hand, do I wind you up and turn you off, so to speak, with a piffling little singular not fit for a half-starved newspaper fellow, let alone a fine, full-fledged, intellectual, and well-read vegetarian and teetotaler who writes in the reviews? Hmm? Why do I say existence? Speaking of many, several, and various persons, as though they had but one mystic combined and corporate personality, such as Rousseau, a fig for the Genovese, portrayed in his Contrat Social, which you have never read, and such as Hobbes in his Leviathan, which some of you have heard of, ought to have premised, but did not, having the mind of a lame, halting, and ill-furnished clockmaker, and a blight on him. Why now existence and not existences? You may wonder. You may ask yourselves, one to another, mutually round the tea-table, putting it as a problem or a riddle. You may make a game of it, or use it for gambling, or say it suddenly as a catch for your acquaintances when they come up from the suburbs. It is a very pretty question, and would have been excellently debated by Thomas Aquinas in the Jacobins of St. Jacques, near the parlour aux bourgeois, by the gate of the university by Albert Magnus in the Cordeliers, hard by the College of Burgoyne, by Picklemer Endel, who lived I care not a trap, and debated I know not from Adam, how or when, by Lord Bacon, who took more bribes in a day than you or I could compass in a dozen years, by Spinoza, a good worker of glass lenses, but a philosopher whom I have never read, nor will, by Coleridge, when he was not talking about himself, nor taking some filthy drug, by John Pilkington Smith of Norwood, dry salter, who has, as I hear, been lately horribly bitten by the metaphysic, and by a crowd of others. But that's all, by the way. Let them debate that will, for it leads nowhere unless indeed there be sharp revelation, positive declaration, and very certain affirmation to go upon by way of basis or first principle whence to deduce some sure conclusion and irrefragable truth. For thus the intellect walks, as it were, along a high road, whereas by all other ways it is lurching and stumbling and boggling and tumbling. I know not what mists and brambles of the great bare murky twilight and marshy hillside of philosophy, where I also wandered when I was a fool and unoccupied and lacking exercise for the mind, but from whence, by the grace of St. Anthony of Marinella and other patrons of mine, I have very happily extricated myself, 
and here I am in the parlour of the bugle at Yarmouth, by a Christian fire, having but lately come off the sea, and writing this for the edification and confirmation of honest souls. What, then, of the question? Ah, there you have it. For note you, all these interrogative categories must be met, faced, resolved, and answered exactly. Or you have no more knowledge of the matter than the Times has of economics, or the King of the Belgians of Thorough Bass. Yea, if you miss, overlooked, neglect, or shirk by reason of fatigue or indolence so much as one tittle of these several aspects of a question, you might as well leave it altogether alone, and give up analysis for selling stock, as did the professor of verbalism in the University of Adelaide, to the vast solace and enrichment of his family. For by the neglect of but one of these final and fundamental approaches to the full knowledge of a question, the world has been irreparably, irretrievably, and permanently robbed of the certain reply to, and left ever in the most disastrous doubt upon, this most important and necessary matter, namely whether real existence can be predicated of matter. For Anaxagoras of Syracuse, that was tutor to the tyrant Mashion, being in search upon this question, for the matter of seventy-two years, four months, three days, and a few odd hours and minutes, did in extreme old age, as he was walking by the shore of the sea, hit, as it were in a flash, upon six of the seven answers, and was able in one moment, after so much delay and vexatious argument, for and against with himself, to resolve the problem upon the points of how, why, when, where, how much and in what matter might or might not be real, and was upon the very nick of settling the last little point, namely, whether it were real or no, when, as luck would have it, or rather as his own beastly appetite and senile greed would have it, he broke off sharp at hearing the dinner-gong or bell, or horn, or whatever it was, for upon these matters the king was indifferent, and so am I and was poisoned, even as he sat at table, by the agents of Pyrrhus. By this accident, by this mere failure, upon one of the seven answers, it has been since that day never properly decided whether or no this true existence was, or was not, predicable of matter, and some believing matter to be there have treated it pompously, and given it reverence, and adored it in a thousand merry ways, but others, being confident it was not there, have starved and fallen off edges, and banged their heads against corners, and come plump against high walls. Nor can either party convince the other, nor can the doubts of either be laid to rest, nor shall it from now to the day of doom be established whether there is matter or none, though many learned men have given up their lives to it, including Professor Britton, who so despaired of an issue that he drowned himself in the cam only last Wednesday, but what care I for him, or any other don? So there we are, and an answer must be found. But upon my soul I forget to what it hangs, though I know well there was some question propounded at the beginning of this, for which I cared a trifle at the time of asking it, and you and I hope not at all. Let it go the way of all questions, I beg of you, for I am very little inclined to seek and hunt through all the heap, that I have been tearing through this last hour, with Pegasus curvetting and prancing and flapping his wings through the danger of my seat and the cities and the fields below me. Come, come, there's enough for one bout, and too much for some. 
No good ever came of argument and dialectic, for these breed only angry gestures and gusty disputes, and the ruin of friendships, and the very fruitful pollution of dictionaries, textbooks, and wicked men, not to speak of intellectuals, newspapers, libraries, debating clubs, bankruptcies, madness, petitions, and ills innumerable. I say live and let live, and now I think of it there was something at the beginning and title of this that dealt with a warning to ward you off a danger of some kind that terrified me not a little when I sat down to write, and that was, if I remember right, that a friend had told me how he had read in a book that damnable brute capital was about to swallow us all up and make slaves of us, and that there was no way out of it, seeing that it was fixed, settled, and grounded in economics, not to speak of the procession of the equinox, the horoscope of Trimegistus, and the old Moore's almanac. Oh, run, run! The rich are upon us, help! Their hot breath is on our necks! What jaws! What jaws! Well, what must be must be, and what will be will be, and if the rich are upon us with great open jaws, and having power to enslave all by the very fatal process of unalterable laws, and at the bidding of blind fate, as she is expounded by her prophets, who live on milk, and newspapers, and do woundily talk Jew-socialism all day long, yet it is proved by the same intellectual certitude and irrefragable method that we shall not be caught before the year 1938 at the earliest, and with luck we may run ten years more. Why then let us make the best of the time we have, and sail, ride, travel, write, drink, sing, and all be friends together? and do you go about doing good to the utmost of your power, as I hardly hope you will, though from your faces I doubt it hugely. A blessing I wish you all. The End of Section 14